Genesis. I'm going to deal with Genesis. Um, the launch pad is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, verse 7. But I would deal with all of Genesis. I would deal with really Genesis chapter 2, chapter 1, and I would deal with the creation of man. To understand God's vision of man, we must begin at the beginning of man and see what God had in mind when he made man. Not only am I speaking of how he made man, but how, what did he intend when he made mankind? What in the world did God have in his mind? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and it reads as such in our mind. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. A better translation. Being. Turn to Genesis chapter 127. I just hit me to read that because some of y'all are gonna close your Bible, won't look at it. So let's 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 read that. Chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. But you know that I'm not lying to you. Okay. And God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish and the sea, the over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him, male, female. He created them. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. God's vision of, of man. Father, even now, Lord, even through my inadequacy, even through my inability, even through my lack and lack of understanding of knowledge, still speak clearly. Lord, as 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 in as limited as I am, still transcend and speak to each of us personally. Lord, leave nobody out. Allow the message to be inclusive to all that are here, that we may see the purpose of which you may each one of us. Even now, Lord, make clear. Do not allow me to impede or hinder what you want to say to your people. Amen. In order to find a purpose of the thing, sometimes you need to go back to the beginning of when it was created. It does me no good to ask the piano why it was created. It does not know. But I have to go to the person who first invented the piano, and I have to look into his mind and see what vision he saw. Whether you believe that Genesis is literal, whether you believe that Genesis is just um, a, 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 a parable, a, whether you believe how God made man, I think we still need to pay attention to Genesis. Whenever in the Bible you have God talking to himself and the Godhead gets together, you best listen. Yeah. 
Here in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, is in counsel with one another as they decide to make man. Let me step in a little bit closer. Whenever God begins to give detail about how he went about doing something, you best read it again. Because in that context, God is pointing out principles that are true. And no matter what we think, no matter what we do, those principles are true and they give life. God did not have to go from chapter 1 where he gives the overview to chapter 2 and said, this is how I did it. Unless there is something in how he did it that he wants us to capture that will help us understand who we are. I remember sitting in a class, and this class was teaching us how to meditate. Not, not spiritually meditate, but meditate to get deep in yourself. And the philosophy of the day is, in order to find yourself, you must go inside of yourself. Let me contradict that. You won't find nothing in yourself by going inside of yourself. <laughs> the way you discover who you are is to get closer to God. Why? Because he created us. He created. We are actually formed and created. When the Bible speaks of being created, it's ex nihilo, which means out of nothing, God created something. In Genesis chapter 1, 27, he says, he says, I created man out of nothing. There was nothing there. And I spoke into existence and that which wasn't is. Then why in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says that he formed man. Out of the dust of the earth. I, I, he formed, literally, it almost gives the picture of God taking his hands, and God is spirit, so he don't have hands. He takes his hand, but what he said is that I caused the, the dust to form, that I watched over how he formed him, and I made his earth suit. I looked over every part of it, and when it was finished, I looked at it and said, that's it. What, who are we that God would take such detail in making us? What is so awesome about us that we are God's chief creation? What is it that God sees in us that we don't see? That he will go through such detail. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, with the birds, he said, let there be birds, and birds came in the sky. He was animals, he said, let there be animals. They came up out of the ground. With the fishes in the sea, he said, let there be fish. And the sea was full of multiple animals in the sea. But with man, God stooped over his creation and said, let me get involved in this. Let me roll up my sleeve. Listen, nothing else is made in his image. Don't, 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 don't listen to the signs when they say you came from the apes. You didn't come from no apes. Don't listen to the signs when they say they got skeletons that, that depict a ape. Man, no, they don't. That's a lie from the pit of hell. If you do the sign, I'm not talking about what I heard. I'm talking about when you do the background, when you go back and do the study, what you find out is the tooth that they thought was a, was a man ate was from a pig. They put it on the front page. We found the skeleton. Then they put it in the back page. It wasn't an in-between species. But they still give the picture of a chimpanzee learning how to walk up on all twos as though it's true. Yeah. 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 
that when you do the studying, you find out that they know every one of those discoveries was a lie. The problem is they know we don't read. <laughs> so we take something as fact that is not a fact and it's even taught in the school. But when you study it, you find out it's a lie from the pit. There, let me, let me step in there. I didn't even mean to go this way. Let me step in. There has never been a transitional species found. Let me say it again. Today, on record, there has not been a transitional species from one species to another species found. It does not exist. If Darwin's theory was true, there would be a transitional species from a rabbit to a dog, from a bird to a cat. There would be something. Listen, we are made in the image of God because God's number one purpose for man and woman for all mankind is a relationship with him. Our chief, our chief, our chief call is to cultivate and grow in a relationship with our creator. You, you don't even know who you are till you know him. You can't be who God has called you to be till you know him. You can't be fulfilled in anything till you know him. And the closer you get to him, the more fulfilled we become. I don't want that yet. Okay, let's go. Here God creates man. Now notice what it says in Genesis 2. Hey, it says, he said, he breathed not air, but he breathed the breath of life. He breathed into this human shell what it did not have. See, if I give you breath-to-breath resuscitation, I'm just breathing air into you. I'm making your body function, but that does not give you life. Whatever he breathed into the human body, the body did not have. We are a spiritual being. God is a spirit. He breathed a part of himself into man so that man then become not just a living soul, but a living being. Because we are a spiritual being that has a soul that's in a body. And if you and I are living life just to satisfy the flesh, then we don't know what life is really all about. God created us. Listen, he, he formed and he breathes. Then it says, notice what happened. Then when he became a living soul, man's Adam first experience was God. Even when he reached in Adam, we'll talk about that later, and for a woman, and she became alive, he, her first experience was an Adam, her first experience was God. Let me speak to every person in here. Unless you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't know what life is really all about. I did not, you did not start living until you allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life. What we was doing before wasn't living. We was existing, trying to make life happen. But now that you know Jesus, now that you know him for yourself, there ought to be a shout of joy because now you know that life is real and that God is real. God has made us with a God-shaped void that only he can fill. Listen, 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 listen. Notice the second thing he gives Adam after his relationship with him. Work. Watch out now. 
Fellas, unless you have a vision for the future, you cannot be set. How can I say that? Now, nowadays, we got our young ladies shacking up with guys. And, 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 and there's a reason for this. Shacking up with guys that are staying at home while they go to work. Notice, God gave Adam vision to create, to produce, because the ideal of being blessed is not what we think it is. The ideal is blessed means that you have the potential to give increase to all that God has put in your hands, which means that there got to be something in your hands. Which means then that there got to be something that we are working on so that God can give increase to it so that we can feel the joy of being a leader, of being a conqueror, of being... Listen, he gave Adam dominion. Adam put his hands... Listen, the garden was already fruitful, so then why did he have to cultivate the garden to make it even more fruitful? He already bearing fruit so that he had food to eat. So what was he supposed to this boy had a this boy had an altar. This boy, he claimed the whole world. This boy would tell the tiger to lay over and play dead, and the tiger played dead. He'll tell the eagle to fly over him and give him shade, and the eagle flies over him. This boy was bad and in control. Every man in here, you got the potential to be a leader. Notice, a leader is not one that... That means if God has put something in your hands, he also gives you responsibility. And if he gives you responsibility, he gives you ability to handle the responsibility. God don't waste nothing. He orchestrate everything. And at the end of the day of our lives, well, God, listen, increase don't mean you're going to be rich. Increase means that whatever you started with, by the time you get finished with it, it's more than what you got started with. I know, I know, I know since the fall in chapter 3, we got a lot of things that is hurting us. But, but, but when you place ourselves under the mighty hand of God, don't you know that God will do what we can't do? Did you know that you can walk into a situation that is tore up, but by the time you walk out, it's fixed? Don't you know you can change the atmosphere? Because when you walk into the place, you're walking in the power and the anointing of God. There is power in the church. Yes, there is. And when men get together, see, there's nothing more powerful than men praising God together. There's nothing more. The devil shakes when men folks get together. Hold on, hold on. I know someone said, well, what about us? Yeah, he said, but he knows the position God originally gave the man. And the, man and, the, and, and the position he gave the man was that of leadership. Listen, not rulership over his family, but leadership. Covering. Where am I? Okay, let's go there. I'm just talking to you. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Listen to, to, to he, he says him in the garden. He says the animals to come to him, and Adam names the animals. Then the reason why he names the animals, because God said, it's yours to have kingdom rule that you will bring my rule upon the earth. I'm going to allow you to discover who you are. You know what? We are still discovering who God has made us to be. 
I don't think we got a clue. Listen, it's not about your ability or your inability. It's about who you are in Christ Jesus. Just the fact, just the fact, just the fact that you're in Christ Jesus. There's more potential in you than what you can ever imagine. Listen, the power, the power that raised up Jesus from the dead, the same power that lifted him up out of the grave, the same power that took a dead corpse, raised it up, moved the rock out the way, made the earth shake. That same power is towards you and I. If that is true, what can stop us? What can hinder us? My God, my God, I know the devil's going to get in your way, but the devil is a liar. You know, that, that when, when you get bold about Jesus, you know you can rebuke some stuff. You can tell the star, wait a minute, you're not from God. Depression, no. That's why I said the joy of the Lord is, joy is not about what's on the outside. Joy is about what's on the inside. When you know who you are. But Reb, you don't understand. They repossessed my car. Wait a minute. If God gave you the first car, can he give you a second car? A third car? If God gave you the first house, can he give you a second Bigger, better. During the depression in 1930, rich folks were throwing themselves on railroad tracks, throwing themselves out the window, killing themselves over their bank account. Wait a minute, your bank account isn't your source. Your God is your source. And if your bank account hit on zero, God knows how to replenish what they took away. Ain't nothing too hard for your God. Some of us live on zero, but you still here. My God, my God. You know what? I believe sometimes God multiplies by taking away. He take away what's not needed in your life that you can depend on him. Then he'll give you that and everything else. Increase, 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 increase. A seed has to die in order to bear fruit. There's some stuff before he gives us what he wants us to have, there's some stuff that got to die. That means sometimes he got to take it away. Let the wrong desires die. Let the wrong attitude die. Let the wrong principle to die. Then we were running here and said, Lord, it's all about you. Then God said, you're ready. You're ready for your increase. was God's agent to experience his blessings through God. That the spiritual source is always from God. So that with everything, he gives God higher praise. Listen, if what we're going through ain't making us praise a little bit more, if what you have ain't making you more thankful, then maybe the Lord didn't give it to you. Everything that looked good. Oh, y'all know that, huh? Y'all know that, huh? Let me, let me, let me just say. Take your time. It's all right. You don't marry potential. A monkey got potential. <laughs> there, 
something happened. Something happened. I remember being in school. We, I forget what grade it was, but the teacher asked us how many of us go to church, and almost everybody in the class raised their hand. It was like two or three people raised their hand. My generation, I guess we got sick and tired of our parents making us go to church. That, that we came up with the idea that when I get old, I'm not going to make my kids. So, 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 so our kids had a choice. Now you know, if they have a choice between going to church and not going to church on Sunday, not gonna, they're going to choose not to go to. So we have a generation of kids. Genesis 2.10 says this. It says, and there arose a generation who did not know God, nor the acts of God. Now hold on. The only way that they could not have heard the stories of God was that their parents didn't tell them. Okay, let's step into this. Then we can't blame the kids for what they don't know. You got to go back to the next generation and say they dropped the ball because they did not teach them what their parents taught them. Hold on, it gets even deeper. If you go from Genesis 2.10 to the end, not Genesis, but Judges. Judges 2.10. I'm sorry, I'm stuck on Genesis. Judges 2.10. And you go to the end of the chapter, end of the book of Judges, I think it's chapter 21, and the very last verse. The very last verse in Judges, this is what it says. And everyone did what was right in their own. That's right. That's what's happening. Notice. Went from a generation that still has some morality, but they did not know God are the acts of God. Now you spare some time of generation, but that seed has already been planted. And morality now has decayed to the place that now you have Israel, God's chosen people, and the scripture said that there is no longer any right from wrong, that everyone did what was right. My brothers and sisters, let me show you the difference between us and, and the animals. Monkeys do not get up in the tree and debate, is it wrong to eat another monkey? You don't have sharks swimming and getting in a council saying, maybe we shouldn't eat human beings. I dare you to swim with a shark. <laughs> Just the fact we debate whether homosexuality is right or wrong. Just the fact we debate whether they should be men. Just the fact if a discussion shows that there is something in us that knows the difference between right and wrong and that we, whether we like it or not, God has placed in us to know right and wrong. And regardless of how we go, just the fact it's a discussion. Birds don't discuss that. Lions don't discuss that. The only one that discussion is us. Because God has placed that in us. Let me finish this up so we can go home. It's Father's Day. Y'all ready to go to the restaurants? Okay, let's, <laughs> let's do this. That's right. We go to restaurants on Mother's Day. We don't go to restaurants on Father's Day. That's right. What in the world am I thinking? 
part of the problem is in the 1960s, statistically, in the African-American home, 70% of the homes had a dad in the house. The last statistic, the last time I read, the last time I read the statistic, today it is less than 30% that has a father in the home. Which means then that Adam has been moved out of position. Society would tell us that the man isn't needed. But let me tell you, the man is the one who sets, sets everything in place. I was talking with someone this morning, and I've been looking for a word. I've been looking how to say it, and I found the word. What the man does for his wife, what the man does for his son, and even what the man does his, for his daughter is give them affirmation well, of who they are. Well, well. Let me say that again, because some of y'all don't believe me. What he does, he gives affirmation of who God has created them to be. See, some of y'all ladies looking, I don't need a man. You may not need us, but if you got one, you best act like you need him. Because if you don't, you won't have him for very long. God has placed in us as a man the need to be your hero. And though you can do it without us, maybe even better than us, if you got one, you best make him feel like he yours. See, they really want to shout. They really want to. They, they hold it cool like. Listen to me. Listen real close. The reason why God gave Adam the garden so that he would have a project so he could be successful so that his ego could inflate and he could say, this is me. By the time God made Eve, Adam was king of his kingdom. He had it going on. God didn't tell Eve nothing. He told Adam. Adam told Eve. When, when she came along, he said, listen, listen, in the, in the NIV, what you find in Genesis chapter 2, when he says, now this is bone of my bone, it is indented and it is italicized. The reason why it's indented and it's a taller side because they are showing you he break the boy breaks in the poetry. Y'all right. think y'all came up with something that rapping just started? It started in Genesis. <laughs> he breaks out in Hebrew poetry, and Hebrew poetry has a beat and it's chatting. It has a rhythm. And in the NIV, they show that by the indented and they intolicize it. The boy is so moved. Listen, listen step with me, step with okay. me, step with me. I won't keep you much longer because I can't preach this whole thing today. Step with me. When God calls Adam to go to sleep, before then, after he gave dominion of Adam to all the animals, he says of Eve, he said, I'm going to make somebody comparable. Someone that fits you. Someone, listen, that fits into you. 
me step back and step back in. I believe when God says it in Genesis 1 and 27, and he says that he created man, he created their spirit. God created man and woman's spirit together. This is just my theory. You don't have to buy into it. And when he made Adam and breathed into him, he breathed both their spirits in him. If God created both of them after himself, then Eve, the uniqueness of Eve, is also a part of God. So the way it states it in Genesis 1:27 is that he created man. Then notice what it said. He created male, female. He created them. But the way the phrasing is, is that he created them at the same time. And when he breathed into Adam, Adam at that time has both in him as far as spirit being. Then God causes him to go to sleep. And the Hebrew word does not just denote rib. You cannot really correctly translate what the Hebrew says. But he reached inside of Adam, take out of Adam. I believe when he took the flesh out of inside Adam, he took spirit, he took soul, and he built her from out of what he The Bible does not say he breathed in the Eve. Eve was already in Adam. So when he brought her back to Adam, Adam said, whoa. The boy broke into song. But notice what he said. You are bone of my bone, flesh of. No, he said, he said, you came out of me. I'll tell, you how, I'll tell you how powerful that is. That changed the whole dynamic for marriage. Yes, marriage is not this. Marriage is this. The woman longs to get back in what she was taken out of. Though she don't have to if she don't have a man. If she got a husband, she wants to fit inside you. Not just physically, but emotionally. And I was doing a marriage counseling. 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 We was going over the vows. And the young lady blew me away. I said, I said, do you understand what I said? She said, yeah, I know I'm putting my life in his hands. I said, say what? She's right. Why? He covers her. She's right. The reason most of y'all said no, because you don't trust a man to cover you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tell her. And because of the way they've been treated by other men or a father, they have good reasons not to trust a man. You gotta understand that concept was foreign to me. And I thought about it and I said, she's right. And everyone who sat here understood that and did that. The problem is we don't do that and we don't know that. You gotta understand, as a man, I don't put my life in nobody's hands. I'm a coverer. I'm a protector. Any, any fella that, that, that I put my life in, I got to trust him. I'm down with him. I know he's willing to die for me. I'm willing to die for him. We would go to war together, be in a foxhole together, and I know that he won't run out on me. Very few people get that close to a man. We ain't saying that. When we get married, the problem is, is that we don't know that y'all are saying that. Listen, listen what it says. 
He says, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave his life. That means that he just didn't die, but everything to protect. Because since y'all came out of us, one of our jobs is to protect us, but you got to let us. Yeah. I mean, let me, let me, I'm just going to go there, and we're going to go home, because all y'all going to be mad at me then. That's okay. Let's do this. Ladies, if we pour into you and we don't get a return from you, we die. If, see, y'all laughing. Y'all shouldn't be laughing. How can I say this? We will go through the function, but we no longer expect anything. And we can still stay in the marriage, but the truth of the matter is emotionally, we gone. I know y'all die when we don't cover y'all, but y'all not the only one who dies. Because y'all don't understand, we, you best call him your hero. You best make him feel like he's your hero. You best make him, why? Because every man want their woman to, to, to they want to be their hero. And even if he's not doing it right, you best give him credit for what he's doing. There's a lot of men in the house that are dead. They don't expect nothing from you. Let me tell you, if we're on a project and the project is not yielding fruit, we will give up on that project. Told y'all y'all won't like me. You gotta say you can love us to death, but if you don't treat us with respect, we can't feel your love. Even Ephesians said, unless you res women respect. No, it doesn't say respect one another. It says, husband, love your wives. Because what y'all need, well, I don't know who said it, but ever said, I heard it from somewhere, okay? Maybe I'm hearing things. That's okay. But love is respect. When a, when a man covers his wife, it is with respect because he holds her precious. Dwell with your wife with understanding. It is the love of Christ. In that is respect. But he put emphasis on because a man has to submit to his wife to love her. And a wife has to submit to the husband to suspect, to respect her. It goes against the grain. And we give what we naturally won't give, but we give it because God told us to. But you know what? Listen, I didn't even mean to go this far. Let, 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 me, let me give a cap to this. Let me give a cap. When you do what you're supposed to do, then you look to God to do what he's going to do. And God gives grace in the midst of it because God is looking for somebody to look past the fault of the other one, look to his grace that he will step in and give what the other one doesn't give. Let's take this on home. Let's take this home. I can't finish this. Let's take this on home. Did you know that when God looks at you, he sees so much potential that he died for you? Let me, let me tell this group over here. Do you know when God looked at you that 
he saw so much of himself in you that he died for you? Let me say it again. Did you know that, that when God decided to, to create you, he already knew he had to die for you and still created you anyway? I mean, I mean, whatever it is that God saw in mankind, in men, in women, that, that, that here he does and when the time was right. He looked down 42 generations, stepped through the loins of David, wrapped himself up in human flesh, was born in Bethlehem, not in a palace, but in a form with animals, wrapped up in swaggling clothes, Born to a poor husband, born to a poor wife. He walked this earth, let him talk about him, let him make fun of him. I'm not talking about just anybody. I'm talking about God came down, became one of us. He so loved us, he became one of us. He didn't become an angel, he didn't become an ego, he became a mankind. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Then after he came down to the one that he created because he loved them so much, he saw potential in them. This God, this awesome Messiah, this Christ allowed them to beat him, allowed them to whoop him, allowed them to stretch him wide and hang him high. He allowed them to, 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 to think they killed him, but he gave his life. But I'm so glad that three days later, he got up with all power. All power. All power in his hand. Because Jesus got up. You can get up. Because Jesus got up. You need to rise up. Because Jesus got up. There's nothing that can stop you from being all that God has. The power, the power that has been made available to the church, the devil can't stop it. All his imp can't handle it. It's not that God is lack of power. It's that we're not leaning on our power source. We're not tapping in to Jesus. I want you to know today, there's power, there's power, there's power, there's power in the church, there's power that we may be what God has called us Oh, oh, preacher, you understand what I'm going through. You understand what I'm going through. Doesn't matter. Is anything too hard for our God? Is there anything too hard for our Lord? Won't the blood, won't the blood, won't the blood heal your heart? Won't the blood? Want the blood make you whole? Want the blood make everything? We have not yet begun to understand who we are in Christ. Not collectively or individually. If we ever get a glimpse. If we ever begin to say, Lord, I lay myself before you. I just want to see how high can you take me? All hell will break loose. But keep your eyes on Jesus. If he started something he surely, oh, he surely. Have God started something in you? Has, has he really, do you know he started something in you? Did, do you trust him to finish what he started? He will.
Yes, he will. He will. I had an arrow, and I didn't use my arrow. When I was a teenager, my mother and father brought me a bow set. It is hard to shoot the arrow. I went out there, and I thought, and I kept on missing. I raked the leaves, and I put the bags out there full of, and I would take it, and I would miss. Only through a whole lot of practice did I start hitting the bag. You know, this arrow without the bow can't do much. But if I set it in a bow that got a string and pull back the power that is in the bow, notice that the power is not in the arrow. The power is in the bow. And if I pull back the tenseness that's in the bow, the power from the bow is transferred in this arrow, and it makes this thing dangerous. The power isn't in us. The power is in Jesus. But if I'm hooked up in Jesus, the power that is in him is transferred to us. Are you here today? Do you know him today? If you don't know him, you need to get to know him. He has died for you. He rose for you to set you free. You yet don't see what God has for you what he wants for you and what he's willing to do through you. But today, I got preachers that will pray for you, that will show you that God has great things for you. But it comes with you trusting him as your Lord and as your Savior. If you're here today, will you come?